Today's episode is brought to you by Diane Kinlaw of Go Prime Mortgage and Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty. All right, we couldn't be more excited about today's episode of the guys who do stuff because we are launching the first ever episode of the girls who do stuff. This is a brand new podcast with hosts Jenny Midgley and Sarah Madras, and they are going to kill it. So on this episode, we're going to talk to Jenny and Sarah and get to know them a little bit. And you can catch the second half of this episode on their channel at Girls Who Do Stuff. So go check out their podcast, follow them on social media. You guys are going to love this show. Thank you for listening to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit guyswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, welcome to the Guys Who Do Stuff show. I'm Joe. I'm Joshua. And this is the show where we help you get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today? But today. Yo. Today, Josh. We are very excited to not only, one, tell you about what's probably going to be the coolest podcast ever launching soon, but we also get to interview two of our newly found friends, Mm -hmm. Jenny and Sarah, to announce right now, Girls Who Do Stuff. Yes. Yes. So welcome so much to the show. You guys are going to be starting your own show called Girls Who Do Stuff. Yes. And it's going to be fantastic. It is going to be fantastic. I'm Jenny. I'm Sarah. Hello there, Jenny and Sarah. (laughs) Welcome to the studio. Jenny, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Oh, yes. I'm Jenny. I am a uh, photographer and I do digital media marketing. Jenny Midgley. Um, Jenny Midgley. Yes. JennyMidgley.com. Like me. And I am originally from Washington, D.C. I lived in upstate New York and Syracuse in the frozen tundra for like 12 years. Made my way back south and we've been here in Raleigh for about four years. I have two kids, a husband. I love working and being a creative solution finder for businesses looking to get their marketing unstuck. You're That's leaving what I out do. your zone of genius of your branding photography. Of, yeah, the girl. branding Come photography. Yeah. <laughs> zone of genius. Yes. Zone of genius, yes. I am. Zone. Yeah, so I'm a storyteller and pictures are the way that I do that. So we create really awesome imagery together yeah. and pretty much tell your story and talk about what sets you apart. So this wasn't a big leap. You were telling stories through pictures and now you're telling stories through podcasts. I am, Yes. Look at that. I'm so excited for your guys' show. Yeah, it's going to be great. We are excited because yeah. we don't have to work anymore. <laughs> Sarah. Were you like sugar mamas? Yeah. Sarah. Sarah. Yes. That brings Star- me back to elementary yeah. school. I just want you to know. Get, get it. Get it. <laughs> the first boyfriend who ever sang it to me. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh. Yes. And I just get Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. You carry Jenny a box and me of chocolates. Like, exactly. Nice. Peas and carrots. I'll never forget it. Sixth grade. And he was so sweet. You know, when you're in sixth grade, you're on the phone in the summer forever because you can't see yeah. each other. And he was like, I have a song for you. And he sang it. And he played it and was okay. singing. And played I was it like, and sang it. I love you. How did you not oh marry this guy? Right? right? <laughs> were you twirling the phone cord in one yes. hand while you were listening yes. to this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they were struggling with their earrings before we got started putting on the headphones. Yeah. And I wanted to share an embarrassing story about myself. Go for it. I used to have earrings. I got married super young. I was 18 when we got married. And so we went on the honeymoon. It was fantastic. We went to the Smoky Mountains. And now I'm an adult. So I'm like married and also just for the first time out of the house. And so I thought, man, I'm getting my ears pierced. <laughs> I'm really going to rebel. Me that I'm oh, going to do it. 
So we went to probably, I don't remember what it was, but probably something manly like Claire's in the mall yeah. and got my ears pierced and uh, they put in studs, which I did not like. Yeah. At this time, young Joe thought that studded earrings were stupid, but hoop ones were cool. That was what was going on in my brain anyways. <laughs> And uh, so I didn't want the stud ones. I found this embarrassing. I wanted the hoop ones. So I also bought the hoop ones. And the, the nice lady at Claire's was like, you can't change them out because your ears got to heal for like, and she said some time that felt like too long. So of course I get home and I'm like, there's already a hole there. So this was what was going on. It's honeymoon. It's fantastic. Our lives are getting started together. There's a, there's a cool hot tub. We just spent some time in the hot tub. We ate dinner. And I'm like, I'm going to change out these earrings because I don't like studs. I saw myself <laughs> in the mirror and I'm like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> So go into the bathroom and uh, start changing out the earrings. And so this is what I learned after I took them out. The ones that they put in had a straight line. Yes. And the ones that they told me that I needed to wait had a curvy line. Mm -hmm. And so I'm fishing this curvy line through the hole in my ear, just trying to get it. And it's like having a hard time with it, feeling a little nauseous. And I, I remember, all I remember is telling Lori like, hey, I don't feel right. And then woke up next to the toilet and she's just <laughs> laughing hysterically pointing at me because I had passed out from trying to change out these stupid earrings. Oh, that's that's how you know that you picked the right one to marry is yeah. because she supported you in getting your ears pierced. <laughs> yeah, then, she, then she supported you in switching them because hoops are less embarrassing than studs. Mm -hmm. And then she took she care just, of you yeah. when you passed out on the floor. Yeah, she took care of me by laughing at right. me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how that. you know you found the one that they yes. can laugh with you. <laughs> yeah. At you. It was, uh, yes. yes, it was a very embarrassing chapter of my life. Probably the last time I passed out. Maybe the only time I've ever passed out. What? I think of it. You had earrings. I did. In your ears? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Mm. Yeah. They kind of went out of style, though, for guys right now. Well, then they went to the the stretching in PSA. I just took my daughter to get her ears pierced and for her fourth birthday, and I took her to a tattoo parlor and with a certified piercer. And not Claire's? And not Claire's. What's wrong with Claire's? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, like, my former life, I was a social worker, and I worked in healthcare for 20 years. And um, so infection control is, like, a big thing, listen, right? Like, these people at hand Claire's washing. have received minutes of training. Like minutes of training, <laughs> right? And that can never be cleaned fully, <laughs> that, like, can store tissue and blood cells and you're scaring all germs the i know away. i'm stop sorry it. like stop here's it. your psa i mean nothing against you know the piercing places but please go to a certified piercer if you're yeah. going to get anything like a wound purposefully put into your body you um, should go to the tattoo place you should go Take to the tattoo certified the piercer tattoo yep. yes mm -hmm. awesome you're professional they were fantastic <laughs> Sarah, I'm sorry, I told a super long uh, yeah, story about passing totally. out. <laughs> tell us a little bit about <laughs> tell us a little bit about your business, please. Okay, so my background is as a mental health therapist, and I did that for almost 15 years, and opened a private practice and counseling center, and had that going. And it was through that that I was working with so many people, and they were like having the same issues over and over again. And we would handle the stuff in the family, but then they would say, "Great, my marriage is great." I'm got this parenting tools. Awesome. But when I go to work, work sucks. And how do I change that? And so then that's when I started working with businesses and helping them change their culture and really learn how to lead with uh, compassion and vulnerability and create connections. In my last job, we had about 300 employees in, in a company that's large. Everybody's working for the same place, but it's very possible for one person to have a view of the organization that's completely different from another person over here on another team. And it's much like 
if you've got siblings, they can come up way different and have different interpretations of their childhood, yet they shared a lot of similar things. Mm -hmm. I don't remember who told me at first, but your view of your organization is the person one seat ahead of you for most people. Mm -hmm. Like that person who they directly report to is the organization. So that's a big responsibility and a weight to carry. It is. It is. And we are hardwired for connection and belonging. Like when we're Mm -hmm. in the womb, we are connected through physically. the umbilical cord mm-hmm. physically to our mom. And so from the start of inception, we are hardwired for connection and belonging. And the same thing happens in the workplace. And so if you're working for people and you don't feel that sense of connection and you don't feel like you belong to that organization and you're not valued and appreciated, you know, your productivity yeah. totally goes away. There erodes trust. You no, know, you're just like showing up for a paycheck and like that's kind of miserable. And you seek connection elsewhere, which is how you end up with, you know, transient job movement and unhappy employees and you know the, that turnover that companies try to avoid like the plague now and let's be real too because as a business owner I've had my team and there's such a difference like my life is so much easier and less stressful when my team is awesome and when they feel like we're in this together and you know we're connected and if you don't do well we don't do well I can't feed my family like if I don't give you clients you can't feed your family like we are in this boat together and so it just makes my life easier when the team is awesome. And so I just want everybody's lives and businesses to be easier. And I'm also a certified Daring Way facilitator, which is based on the research of Brene Brown, which is, she is like, ah. Yes. If you don't know Brene Brown, Google that. Like not just spirit animal, like spirit leader. Yes. Journey leader. She is like my mentor of all mentors. Yeah. Like, you know how people are like Oprah? I'm like, Psh. Yeah. <laughs> who's Oprah? <laughs> Give me some Brene. Right. And for Oprah, Brene is that, yes. right? Like, so, yes. yeah. Yes. Oh, she's she's oh. Oprah's Oprah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fascinating. <laughs> I didn't know Oprah would have an Oprah. Yeah. But she she'd must. have to. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Have to. she and must. And it's Brene yeah. Brown. Yeah. yeah. We oh. learned something. Holla. So when Josh and I started Guys Who Do Stuff, it, it started out of this notion that we should tell a better story with our lives. It was, uh, I'd like to pretend like it was a lot more professional and cool. Like we had a business, no, we didn't do any of that. It was a phone call and we're like, we should do something. Here we are now in a studio. It's exciting. And it's been the same premise. We get to talk to really interesting people. I've learned a ton. I feel like I've saved a lot of money on business coaching. Yeah, I know, right? So tell me a little bit about why you guys are excited about when girls who do stuff. What's the origin story? What's the origin story? So... Joe, you came to do something here in the studio and happened upon a women business owners networking event where the owners here at Vibe were like, hey, Joe, come meet all of these women. Yeah. (laughs) And he was talking about the podcast and he was saying, you know, if you know 50 people who you would want to talk to, then you could do a podcast and what would you want to talk about and all those things. And so I was here photographing the event and I went home. And like just kind of mulled it over. And then the next morning I was driving to another networking event and it was like a download into my brain of this great idea. And I wanted to do it. It's called the Diana Project because uh, Wonder Woman's my thing. And I think Wonder Woman's everybody's thing. What right. is everybody's thing? Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. It's really my thing because I have the tattoo on my back. But, <laughs> She's um, like, no, you don't understand. She's it. like, it's I've claimed it. Understand. It's like, branded on me. It is literally branded <laughs> on me. But it turns out that the, that the Diana Projects is actually trademarked. But I brought it up to Joe and he was like, well, why don't you just do Girls Who Do Stuff? And I was like, hmm, hmm that's an idea. And he said, well, who are you thinking about co-hosting? And I said, I was unprepared for that. But right off the top <laughs> of my head, I would say my friend Sarah. 
And so I went to Sarah and I was like, hey, I have this idea. What do you think? She's like, I'm in. <laughs> so there was a couple steps before the I'm in because I was like, oh, that sounds great. I'm also like crazy busy and two little <laughs> kids. And, like, <laughs> and so before in theory, I make, you were in. In theory, I was in. Yes. So like the initial like, yay, that sounds like a great idea. But then you have to figure out logistically right. and strategically. And so the way I make decisions like that is one, is this going to be fun? Because if you're not having fun, then you're not motivated to do it. And I knew Jenny and I were going to have fun. We share a lot of the same values with the same sense of humor and just our energy together is a lot of fun. And so I said, okay, it's going to be fun. And then I was like, all right, what is the goal of this? And the goal of podcast is to tell a better story and to create these connections and create a community within our community. Yeah. And I was like, well, that hits one of my core values. And so if it fun and is it going to hit one of my top three core values check check and then I was like okay can we fit this into the schedule and mm -hmm. then you were like we can batch content I was like check <laughs> batch content is my superpower yeah. <laughs> and then when you said I didn't have to do all the tech stuff I was like even better <laughs> yeah, I think that there's something to be said for two women business owners getting together and talking to other women in business and yeah. talking about and not just women in business, but women who do stuff and girls who do stuff. Um, and we know a lot of really cool chicks. So I'm mm -hmm. excited to dive into that pool of people and see who wants to come join us in the studio. Can we dive into a little like quick little thing about the wordage? Yeah. Because the whole concept of guys who do stuff, girls who do stuff, like that whole controversy about talking to grown women and calling them girls. Do mm -hmm. y'all remember that? Yeah. Okay. So I was, when you're like, girls who do stuff. I was like, oh yeah, that makes total sense to me. But then I had to stop from the business standpoint and be like, how is this going to be perceived by others? Right. Like, how is it going to, because the women business owners that were approaching and that are going to be on the show, they're not girls. Like right. these are mature business owners. They are awakened women. You know what I mean? And I was like, how are we going to have that conversation? And when that comes up, if that pushback or, you know, or stigma comes back, how are we going to handle that? So- we handled it with guys who do stuff. We just stuck with it and said, you know what? F the political seesaw. <laughs> and then we were like, wait a minute, this appeals to, you know, guys in general. Well, and honestly, there's a little girl inside of all of us, just there like go. there's a little guy inside of all of you. You know what yeah. I mean? And so yeah. we're not just talking from this place of our mature stories. Everything is coming from our little girl stories too. The truth. Mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting. And on top of that, I think there's also the um, language ownership, right? So like words only have the power that you give them. So if we're owning that we are like rocking girls who do stuff, because we are. Yes. Um, and we do a lot of stuff. Preach. In all of our different roles, we can just own that we are women and girls and chicks and broads or whatever else that we that mm -hmm. other people may identify as and not be offended by that. Well, mm -hmm. it's one thing to self-identify as, and it's another thing to be called. Totally. Right. And I think that's that's the difference here. Yes, you know? yes. Like, because yeah. uh, the point you were making, the, the practice of calling a, a grown woman who has her life together a girl is meant to be pejorative and put them in their place mm -hmm. by people that are misusing the word. And I think that's where the origin of the, the controversy came. Like, oh, that's yep. cute little girl kind of stuff. And that would be infuriating. If you own it and it's your word, it's a, you're coming from a much different place. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. I love how you just use the word pejorative in a sentence. Mm -hmm. Did I? I don't <laughs> yes. even remember using it. That's how my morning's going. <laughs> pejorative. You said that. Was that was like, your word of the day? I was like, why would I say paper? pejorative? I couldn't even remember that far back. <laughs> I'm like oh, the fish on Nemo today. <laughs> 
Our title sponsors for this show are Diane Kinlaw and Jamie Tulak. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or wish to refinance, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the triangle housing market better than the back of her hand? As your local lender, Diane Kinlaw knows how important this area is to you because it's her home too. That's why she's made it a goal not to just be the best loan officer around, but a community leader supporting small businesses with referrals and networking events and supporting local charities with frequent fundraisers. If you're looking to move to Holly Springs or the surrounding area, or maybe interested in a refinance to lower your term or rate, Diane offers a wide array of programs to fit your family's needs. Let her be a part of your path home. A home doesn't have to be a dream. Let Diane make it a reality. You can contact us at www.goprime.com and search for Diane or call 919-624-9541. GoPrime Mortgage Incorporated, company NMLS number 69551. Diane Kinlaw, NMLS number 1600777. GoPrime is an equal housing opportunity lender. Today's show sponsor, Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty, has a passion for serving clients and nearly a decade of industry experience as a top producing realtor and designer. Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty will help you reach your real estate goals. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or renting in today's market, having an experienced real estate expert working for you is crucial. And don't forget to ask her about her hometown heroes credit for military, police, firefighters, teachers, and medical providers. Contact Jamie Tulak today at 559-707-1913. That's 559-707-1913. MRP certified. You guys share similar starts in your careers. Mm -hmm. What was it that motivated you guys to both pursue early the idea of social work? So for as long as I can remember, people just always came up to me and asked me for advice. And what would you do? And what do you think about this? You have this flashing sign above your head. I do. People tell me their secrets (laughs) all the time. All the time. (laughs) Yes. It's a real thing. Like I'd be standing outside a bar in my early 20s and have like, the one person on the street who was homeless and needed a ride show up and like talk to me mm-hmm. and my friends would be like what and i'm like it's the flashing sign above my head <laughs> we, we like were deep at stuff it. they're like listen i'm totally. homeless and i just want to know like what do you think I should my girlfriend do? broke her leg and we need to get to the doctor and do you have you know and i would be the one sitting there telling him how to get to the rescue mission huh. so i'll tell you a story about like the deep stuff where we do an annual girls beach trip and so me and my girlfriends were just laying on the beach and literally it's like there is no talking we're just having our time because it's our time away from children Right. Where we are not having to play in the sand and we just get to be and read our books. And there was a guy's trip happening next to us and they were all hanging out. Well, they came over and were talking and literally the one guy within two minutes is talking to me about him and his wife and how they have an open marriage and he hasn't been able to talk to anybody about it yet. But he, I look like somebody that he can really trust and open up to within (laughs) two minutes. And it's the guy that has the open marriage with his wife. Like, (laughs) was it really that you look like you had that energy or was he trying to open that marriage? Oh, ew, I didn't even go there. That was was honestly my first thought. Glad Jenny said it first. Was it your first thought, Jenny? It's a great pickup. It's a great way to open the door. I I just need your advice. I need your advice. But there again, he's asking advice. It was, right. It was like the sensitive energy that you put out. Like, you're not going to be judgmental about this. So, yes, I'm going to go hit on this one that's not going to be judgmental. Metal, yeah. That's why I stay away from Myrtle Beach, guys. <laughs> it was Myrtle Beach, too. <laughs> How did I know that? I just knew. Yeah. 
That, that guy's been trying that line for years up and down the coast. I grew up going to that beach. That guy probably did too. For the record, it did not work. I just advised him on how to yeah. appropriately handle relationships. For the record. For the record. And then you lovingly texted your husband. You'd be like, you're not going to believe what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so people would just always come to me for advice. And so I thought I was going to be a psychologist. And then I was in school and I was working at the university and a guy who was in psychology major, he was getting his doctorate and he's talking to me. And he's like, no, that's not what you want. He's like, what you're talking about is social work. I had never even heard of social work until two years in to college. And he was like, you want to do the clinical stuff. And I'm like, but I don't want to be stealing babies out of people's houses in the middle of the night because that's all we knew about social like work. DCFS kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's all we knew. And I was like, I don't want to be doing that. And he's like, no, 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 that's not what it is. And so then I asked around to some professors and switched. And it was hands down the best decision I've ever made in my life. Because you're not just doing the work, you're doing the work on yourself. And so you're learning these amazing skills that yeah. completely changed my life, gave me such a grounded sense of confidence in these tools to be able to handle, you know, the crap life throws at you. And yeah. so it was hands down the best decision I've ever made. I'm so grateful for that program at Florida State. Awesome. And then you went into clinical. Yeah, and then I've done clinical ever since. I'm like the stories I could tell you guys from my early days as a social worker doing intensive in-home and like community-based work. And yeah. So are you Floridian originally? Born in Pennsylvania, but lived in Florida since I was four. Yeah. But it never felt like home. Mm. And so as soon as I graduated, I literally, I didn't know a soul in North Carolina. Mm. I did a bunch of interviews in North Carolina, South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee. I knew that that was my area that I wanted. That's what felt like home. Yeah. And I loved Asheville. And I thought, I'm going to go to Asheville. I'm going to go to Asheville. And so I packed everything up and I came up here and I landed in Cary. That was where, you know, I first lived. That's where the car broke down? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you want to know my first experience of moving to North Carolina? Because in Florida, like the sun is hot, y'all. Yeah. And so I had blackout tinted windows because everybody in Florida has really blackout tinted windows. Well, in North Carolina, you're not allowed to have that. They have different laws up here. So within the first hours, I got pulled over and got a ticket for my freaking window tint. Like the U-Haul is behind my car and he pulls me over for the window tint. I was like, but I'm from Florida. I'm like, I don't even live here yet. And he's like, I don't care. You're still in the state. But it was a fix it ticket, right? So you had X amount of time to fix it before you had to pay? Yes. Yeah. I had to, yeah, I had to like He's like, Welcome to North Carolina. Yes. <laughs> Get <laughs> to work. Yeah, yes. those fix tickets are yeah. <laughs> yes. So have you been to Asheville? Yeah. I love Asheville. Yeah, are you kidding been. me? I go every year. Is that your thing? Love Do you it. like Biltmore at Christmas, all love that stuff? We did yeah. it with the kids last year. Oh, that's awesome. They loved it. Yeah. What's the number one sort of off the beaten path thing that you do in Asheville? <gasps> okay. So I'm so excited to share. So yeah. excited. Because we had come to visit Asheville several times when I still lived in Florida and it was like hands down my favorite thing to do. So it's called Rainbow Falls. Rainbow Falls. Mm -hmm. And it's very like secluded. It's not one of the known ones where it's like, you know, slide sliding rock or whatever the heck it is. So it's Rainbow Falls and you park and you have to hike pretty far. Like you're hiking down for a good while, but then you get to these rocks. That's a little baby waterfall with a lagoon and it has a rope. And so you climb up the rope and you slide down into the pool of water and it's so much fun and it's amazing. Mm. 
if you miss the rope, because the current's going, like this is nature, this is a real waterfall, so the current's going. If you miss the rope, though, you're going to, the current's taking you all the way down, and then there's a ginormous, like you're going to die waterfall further down. <laughs> <laughs> so you so know. just that enough element of danger. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it's secluded enough that it's not like all touristy, and so you yeah. can have fun and have your picnics and go hiking and see the big waterfall and you can swim in the lagoon, you know, below the big waterfall, but it's just the right amount of like, make sure you grab the rope. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. We what just went on a weekend trip to Asheville. Like, I didn't know like the foodie community out there. It was crazy. Everywhere we went was great. There was a taco place. I'm blanking on the name, but if you've been there, you probably know what it is. Like duck taco or some kind of bird or fowl or white <laughs> rabbit taco. Pheasant taco. It was probably white rabbit. They, did, <laughs> they, Asheville. Didn't, they didn't have... The bird or the duck or the rabbit in the tacos, but man, that so was they great. say Taken taco. Yeah, well, it could have been. What's were, your favorite city to travel to, Jen? Oh, mm. that's a really good question. She had the she had the look of like I don't get to travel. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good. Question. It went from like her eyes were like from what's a good city? Why don't I vacation more? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or dream, or dream so, place. That's so funny. So I our like go to place has always been Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Which doesn't sound like anything. Yeah, known like, for the beaches, Delaware. Right. It, like, and everybody <laughs> says that. I'm like, y'all, it's on the coast. Like the entire half of the state goes on the Atlantic Ocean. Like, but anyway. So it's too I, close to Canada. That's it, why. <laughs> it's too close to Canada. <laughs> it's actually known as the nation's summer capital. I'm just letting y'all know. Mm. But growing up in D.C., like that was our beach destination. And so my parents that took us there, like when when I was two... My parents went and took a week and they went like all up and down the mid-Atlantic and they started in a place called Lewis, Delaware, and then went to Rehoboth and then like they went south. So like the way that the beaches go, it's like Lewis, Rehoboth, Dewey, Fenwick Island, Ocean City, and then there's like Assateague Island and and that goes down Chincoteague where all the wild horses are and, and all those things. So um, they picked Rehoboth because you could literally park the car and not have to leave for the entire week. Like there's enough to do. There's like a little amusement park and there's boardwalk and all those things. So it's the Daytona beach of Delaware. It is not the Daytona beach of Delaware. I'm just <laughs> That's what I got in my mind when you were talking. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, but it's like the boardwalks like a mile long. There's like cute shops and everything. Have you and your husband taken your kids and tried to recreate the family vacation? Oh yeah. So we go twice a year. Actually we have a, a friend vacation that started out as like, you know, the singles, all the singles going to the beach, whatever, and now has morphed into families with kids <laughs> as life <laughs> over happens. the course of, you know, 12, 13 years of doing it. So we do that Memorial Day and then we have our family vacation in the summer that we go there. But Fine. I mean, yeah, we used to like, so Nicholas, my older one, literally thought that every family had a beach house to go to and that it was very normal to go every other weekend oh, yeah? to the beach when he was in preschool and he would like ask his friends like why what yeah. you don't go to the beach and he's like had a hard time making friends we would he? pick him up friday <laughs> afternoons right? a really easy time they're like take me take yeah. me right like yeah. he just didn't comprehend because so they liked it as much as you i feel oh, like every time i bums. try to show my kids something cool from my childhood they're like not having it no my kids are total beach bums how old is everybody's kids? I have, so my daughter's going to be 15 tomorrow, and then my other daughter's 12. I have a six-year-old son. That's it. Five and eight, two boys. Yeah, my daughter just turned four, and my son is eight, will be nine next month. So you're you're mixed. Mm -hmm. I got two girls. I know what it's like in my, I got two girl dogs, a wife, and two girls. <laughs> 
which makes sense why I work out of a female empowerment right. co-working place. <laughs> totally comfortable for it's you. A, it's not like, is there another way? I right. And then you have two boys, mm-hmm. which I always hear the stereotypical difference. I remember one time we were having a, a party uh, when we lived in Wisconsin and our buddies had two kids, similar ages, and they were two boys and we had two girls and they were just running amok in my house. They literally peeled. They took the trim off my door, just like exposing. The door jam? Yeah, the door jam. They had peeled it off somehow. There was like a baseball bat that my girls never used because they could care less that they'd use to hit my television. <gasps> they were just like banging on it. So I don't know. I don't care. No, 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 no. Are those normal That's boy bad behavior? parenting. That is bad parenting. We didn't know. <laughs> that is like you should know better than to take these children out in public. Bad parenting. And I right? was kind like, of like laughing a little bit because I thought it was humorous. But no. Also but not laughing. That is not funny. No, I was like, that's not just boy behavior. <laughs> no, that is like... Okay, good. So that's not your life. No, it's not. <laughs> Fantastic. It's this Ooh, was, I was you want to hear stories. <laughs> There's uh, having two boys is actually an interesting story because I was devastated when I found out I was having two boys. I you had two boys at once. No, no, no. Oh, okay. But like no, when she found out she was having the second boy. When I yeah. gotcha, you wanted the mix. I wanted the mix, and I wanted the girl first. So both times I got pregnant and I found out we were having a boy, it was both times I was devastated (laughs) and I got a lot of crap from people because they're like a child is a blessing. And I'm like, I'm not saying I don't love this child. I'm saying that I hate those like (laughs) attitudes of like, Oh, you'll regret when they're older or no, you don't want to miss this or Oh, like you just want them to be healthy. No, shut up. And I wrote a blog post about it because it was, yes, it was so hard for me. And people were like, I can't believe you wrote this. Your kids are going to read this one day. And I was like, I hope they do so that if they ever have an experience, cause I had, as a kid, I had this vivid, vivid dream that I was going to have like that. That was my girl, my little girl. Like she looked at me, she had brown scraggly hair, beautiful Mm. eyes. And I asked her what her name was. And she said, Michaela. And I just knew in that dream, this is my daughter. And I thought I am meant to have a little girl. And I'm meant to have a little girl to have this little sassy, little empowered thing to change the world. And so when the first one was a boy and mind you, because I'm a planner, I was like, you're only allowed to drink soda like I was like telling my husband exactly what he was. Oh, all the like, <laughs> all the wild, wild, wild yes. kind of You're only stuff. allowed to eat this and you're yeah. like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cause I was going to make this happen. This is the new temperature of the house. Right. Now exactly. Yeah. The temperature. I'm going to keep my uterus exactly. after I'm going yeah. to do like yes. stand on my head and do. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and so it didn't happen for the first one. And I was like, okay, okay, we got it. We're, we're going to have another one. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It didn't happen for the other one. And I was like hyperventilating crying after that ultrasound mm. because I was like I thought I was meant to have this girl and through the grief process because you're grieving the life that you thought you were going to have it doesn't make you love your child any less it doesn't make you wish you know like they were different like I love my boys right but it actually helps right because you went through that process so that you can love him more fully right yeah and it was interesting because the only thing that shifted my perspective is something that my husband said and he was like what if you're meant to have two boys that you're raising as awakened men who are going to go out there and be the ones to Mm -hmm. advocate for women and to protect and to show men that this isn't how you treat women and to be those models. He's like, that's going to create more change and more ripples because we're still in a patriarch society. And then when you have a granddaughter, her name can be Michaela. Exactly. And I was like, like, that's when I was able to let go of that grief of what, what I thought. And you've let them know that their first grand, whichever one has the first grand, 
girl right. is going to be Michaela, right? You told him that. I mean, you can just call her Michaela. Legacy. It doesn't matter. Right, what it doesn't matter. Name exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or like maybe your daughter. At least the, the middle name, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yes. Just saying. That's yeah. Funny. yeah. And such a cool, compelling, just component of a great story. I mean, that's such a part of so many everybody's story. We have an idea in our mind of what we want, and then oftentimes we find up getting what we need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like fates conspire. God, every universe kind of that gets yeah. together in a way that it's like, oh, you, this is actually what you need. You can catch the second half of this episode on their channel at Girls Who Do Stuff. We are supporting and highlighting and showcasing the local yokel, right? The yep. guy and the gal who are rocking their space right. on a local level. And we love to focus on Carrie and Raleigh and, and those kinds of areas. You guys are going to focus on Holly's, like Western Wake, yep. like Holly, Holly Springs, Springs, Apex, mm-hmm. Fuquay. Bring attention mm-hmm. to the. I don't like to be limited. There. If I, I want to go into Raleigh, I'm going into Raleigh. No, right. do it. We'll find people. <laughs> it's a focus. It's You'll find people. We'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> That's just one of the really cool things about getting to do a show like this. Is yep. all the relationships that are started and the the insight that you get to get into businesses and the insight that you get into people that are also trying to live in the same space that we're trying to live in. And it's aspirational, and uh, it's been it's been a very rewarding journey thus far. See, I'm so looking forward to your guys' show and helping you guys promote it, and it's going to be amazing. You are awesome, and we're thankful to know you and be part of this journey together. Oh, Thanks yay. for extending this yeah. right opportunity to us. The girls who do stuff. Yay! I am not going to be surprised if they're immediately much more popular than our show, Josh. <laughs> I am not going to be surprised either. <laughs> well, I, let's hope for it. Let's make it. Of happen. course, well, we're let's hope that it. we lift each other up exactly. and that we, and that exactly. we grow together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was a mistake. See, I got that many words into it, and I was like, it just kind of trailed off. You made us laugh, Joe. That's what it was. It was a mistake. We're gonna leave it in so that you guys can hear that too. But appreciate you guys listening. You guys have a great day. Look forward to girls who do stuff. Go find it, like it, subscribe, and do all the things. stuff for you you can help us out by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts get unstuck tell a better story and have a good answer to the question what are you doing today